The Ewan Grant Podcast, the Limestone Coast Triple M. G'day, it's Ewan. It has been an absolutely huge week on the Brekkie Show, and one of the big things that's been taking place, there have been some MFS runners running for a great cause between Melbourne and Adelaide, and this morning they are going to reach their destination. Leaf is one of the runners who has been pounding the pavement for a couple of thousand k's. Leaf, good morning. Good morning. How are you going? Yeah, Leaf, I am sensational. Mate, what made you guys decide you wanted to run from Melbourne to Adelaide? Well, it dates back 30 years, um, almost to the month, um, when a group of firefighters back in 1993 did a charity run for the Heart Foundation um, when they ran Melbourne to Adelaide Fire Station. So it's the 30th year anniversary of that run so we decided to sort of reenact it i suppose and this time raise money for our own cause which is the australian professional firefighters foundation tell me a little bit about the professional firefighters association sort of run and operated by firefighters it's a not-for-profit charity that supports um, a whole range of different areas so one of our main areas is uh, the women's and children's hospital here in adelaide the burns unit uh, and also the mfs's road awareness program which is a road safety initiative that we roll out. Um, it's part funded by the government, part funded by the um, Australian Professional for Fires, Fires Foundation. So they help um, survivors of road trauma and accidents. Um, so that's sort of our big message behind this run, which we've called the Road Awareness Run, um, to try and raise that profile of safety out there on our roads and sharing the roads with all road users. Leaf, it all kicked off on Monday. How's the run gone so far? Uh, yeah, we started Monday morning at 10 o'clock and, um, the, you know, we got off to a flying start. The uh, old guys who did it back in 93 told us to take it easy to begin with, but we didn't listen. <laughs> um, so <laughs> we're feeling pretty tight and weary now, but um, it's been going really well. The weather's been perfect for us. We've been running through the days and nights and uh, now come Wednesday morning, we're on track to break their time record of um, 48 hours and 25 minutes to get back to Adelaide Station. And yeah, we're currently in the Adelaide Hills coming up to Nan, so about 700 kilometres ticked off um, with about 30 kilometres left to go before we get back to the fire station. So very excited. <laughs> it is a really cool thing that you're doing. It's great that you're raising funds for, for amazing causes in South Australia and to think that you guys have run from Melbourne to Adelaide in less than 48 hours. It just knocks my socks off. Thanks for joining us this morning. Good luck with the rest of the run. Thanks so much. Yeah, and if anybody wants to follow us uh, for the last part, we've got a Facebook page up and running with live updates and a link to our fundraising page there as well. Big shout out to the team from the MFS who have been running for the last 48 hours. Melbourne to Adelaide would have been a struggle of a run. Now, yesterday, of course, the Melbourne Cup was run and won and Michelle Payne, the jockey, the first female jockey to win the Melbourne Cup back in 2015. She joined me for a chat and we talked about her love of horses and how she got into riding for the very first time. Started as a four-year-old, started riding. My dad had a little pony and um, I was the youngest of 10 kids. So the eighth of the jockeys, uh, eighth of us, eight, eight of us jockeys and uh, followed in the footsteps of them. So as young as five years old, I was just so captivated by the sport and um, watched my brother Patrick ride in the race and uh, he was the first, uh, the youngest uh, rider to ride at 17 and you know just the whole enormity of it everybody had their cup sweep and their numbers and was so excited and as a five-year-old I was just like oh my god what is this race and um, from that day onwards I just 
was like, yep, that's me. That's what I would like to do is ride in the Melbourne Cup and uh, try to win it. And yeah, that was my dream as young as that age. Michelle, you bring up an interesting point because the Melbourne Cup has so much history and and everybody has a story to tell about, whether it's your parents um, back in a winner, whether it's watching the race uh, in your workplace, whatever it is, everybody can tell a story about the Melbourne Cup. Absolutely, and I love that. And the thing is also with it is, you know, you've got all these horses from around the world and um, you've got sheiks owning them and millions and millions of dollars worth of money of um, horse flesh. And one of my favorite things is Prince Penzance. He cost $50,000. He had about 50 owners in him who owned about 1% each and they can still enjoy winning a Melbourne Cup. I, I love the fact that racing throws that up and, um, you know, just gives everybody a chance. Michelle, Going back to 2015, it was the year that you won the Melbourne Cup. What was that like? <laughs> Unbelievable. A dream come true. As I said, I, I from a five-year-old, was just captivated by the sport and um, so, so sort of tunnel vision to getting to that race and to go over the line in front, it was just unbelievable, um, undescribable really as, as uh, a dream had come true. Michelle, is it the the pinnacle of horse racing in Australia to to win a Melbourne Cup? Absolutely, yeah, it's our race. Um, it's just saying you go around the world and everybody knows the Melbourne Cup. Um, I've been to America, Africa, Europe, everywhere you go, um, people are um, you know aware of it, and they they say, "Have you ridden in in the Melbourne Cup?" And um, so that just goes to show how big a race it is, Michelle. I uh, I read somewhere recently that you might be uh, might be giving up jockeying. What's going on there? <laughs> well, all things come to an end at some point. Um, been riding now for twenty two years, so it's a, it's a long time in a career that's dangerous and had some falls and um, been lucky to escape them. And just felt like I was getting to a time in my life where um, was the, was the right time to make the call and. It's still six six months away. I've got my license until the end of the season, which ends in in August next year. Um, but yeah, just looking to do other things. It, it was a decision that wasn't taken lightly. Had to you know really make sure it was the right one. Um, but yeah, looking forward to different aspects of um, of life. Michelle Payne, she would have had an absolute blinder of a day yesterday for the Melbourne Cup. And speaking of a blinder of a day, a lady who had a blinder of a night last night on the Masked Singer, Dami Im, she has walked away. The 2023 Masked Singer Champion. She joins me for a chat. Dami, good morning. Good morning. Dami, you looked absolutely over the moon to be crowned the winner of the Masked Singer 2023. Yeah, I was. I wasn't expecting to win or anything. I had zero pressure. I just did it for fun. So that was really great to come outside with a trophy. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to ask the question, what's it like being in those masks? You know, it's actually really, really heavy. Like it's 20, I said about 25 kilograms just on you and it's really hot and hard to see. So it wasn't ideal to be singing in that, but uh, you know, you got to do it for the show. <laughs> <laughs> and do you, you have no idea who else is singing with you, do you? No, no, no. So we can't talk to anybody. We have our own pods. We, I sat alone in my little corner for the most of it. So, which was actually, you know, quite nice because 
I'm quite an introvert, so I <laughs> I spent a lot of time just practicing and you know writing songs and working on other stuff. So that was also nice. <laughs> did you uh, did you do a little bit of guessing on your own, and and did you work out who was in some of those masks? I tried to, and you know we also didn't get to hear the other people sing very much. They didn't you know, really allow us to watch other people. But I did hear little snippets and I did guess the the other two that were in the finals. So, yeah, and I guessed, yeah, some of the other ones, obvious ones like Courtney Act and um, who else was there? Yeah, so I, I guessed a, a few of them but not, some of them I hadn't even heard them sing until I saw it on TV with everybody else. So, yeah. Conrad Sewell, Darren Hayes and yourself were the final three. Did it blow you away that you walked away the winner? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because, you know, they are, both of them are such amazing artists and respectful, you know, like they, they just have such great voices and incredibly respected artists. So, you know, I, I just felt, I mean, it's, yeah, it, it was it's, it was just fun to be standing alongside them and, yeah, it was an honour. Dami, you've won a number of arias. You've been a winner of X Factor. You were on Eurovision. Um, what is next for you? I actually have a Christmas album coming out that's actually coming out next week, the 17th of November. And, yeah, I'm really, really excited to release a Christmas album Finally, after all those years of the Dami Army going, when are you going to give us a Christmas album? So I finally got it got it coming out this year. It will be sensational. Dami, how did you get into singing in the first place? Because it's been, it's been an incredible journey for you. Yeah, so I started off as a classical pianist. Um, I was doing all the competitions around Australia and, you know, music was kind of my identity because I moved to Australia at a young age I didn't speak any English and music was you know the only thing I felt comfortable in and I knew it very well unlike everything else in you know in a new country as a Mm. kid so I was a pianist but I secretly wanted to sing for a long time and I started to practice in my bedroom then I started to sing at my local church then I finished my degree in piano then I did a degree in in uh, jazz vocals Um, after that I went this is where everybody else saw me on the X Factor and I guess that's where my big break came from um, from that show and that was 10 years ago can you believe it Uh, it is hard to believe that 10 years has flown by so quickly yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's where I met my Dami Army, who have been so supportive the whole time. And, and uh, I, you know, 10 years on, I still get to do what I love doing, which is making music and performing to people at shows. And, you know, I just feel so lucky and so grateful every day being able to do that. What's been the best bit about your, your career so far in, in music? The best bit, I mean... Apart from, you know, being on Eurovision, on that Eurovision stage and coming second was definitely a highlight. I don't think anything could actually top that. But, you know, being close to that is just being able to do this for so many years and still being around, um, you know, performing and having people that 
love my music 10 years on from a talent show. I think that's that's the thing that surprises me the most and also I'm just so happy about, so grateful for. Well, Dami, I am very, very grateful that you've dropped by to have a chat to us today. It was sensational to watch you being unmasked last night, crowned the 2023 winner. Really is sensational. Congratulations from us. Thanks, Ewan. Thanks for having me on your show. Dami Im, she was the snow fox. She was unmasked last night, but not till right at the end. She is the masked singer winner for 2023 and a lovely lady to chat to as well. Now, closer to home, things are going on this weekend. Legends of the Lake and the Hill Climb is back. Mick has all the details. G'day, Mick. Yeah, good morning, Ewan. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, Mick. Friday morning, there is going to be a thunder in our Valley Lakes. It's going to be huge. Yeah, there's some uh, some very, very nice cars coming down this weekend. Take us through what we're going to see and uh, and who's going to be back to defend their title. Uh, Dan's back to defend his title. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, a couple of up and coming superstars as well. Uh, young Dougie from over at uh, over at Seaford in Adelaide. He's uh, he's bringing his car over, which uh, which is uh, I think he won the last round over at Ararat. Uh, so uh, he's got the potential to be right up there. Uh, Damien Brand's coming back, of course, and there's uh, Kevin Mackerel with his uh, with his almighty Daxon. So that should be a lot of fun to watch. Mick, what's it like going up that uh, that hill at, uh, at flat out? Ah, uh, it's a lot of fun. It is. <laughs> it's it's um, uh, if you're in a if you're a uh, an automotive junkie, it's uh, <laughs> you uh, you'll spend your whole life savings doing motorsport. <laughs> what are the what's the fastest times that you get up that up that hill? Uh, speed wise, yeah, uh, just under two hundred kilometres an hour. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty good for a closed road event. It's um, it's something special. And how how many seconds does it take to get up the hill? Uh, I couldn't tell you the outright record at the moment, but it's under fifty seconds. Wow, fifty seconds from the car park up the hill. Just incredible. Uh, three days of racing, yep. Yeah, three days of racing, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Kicks off at, uh, I think the first car leaves away at 10.15 Friday morning. Uh, Saturday will be slightly earlier and so will Sunday. Uh, I'm not quite sure on finish times yet. It'll depend on uh, depend on incidences on the day. And uh, absolutely fantastic spectator sport and well worth people going up to be part of it. Oh, absolutely! Yes, there's uh, there's access access to both areas. There's uh, there's commercial buses running up and down the hill all weekend, so uh, that's always available to spectators to be uh, to come in from the top and and to get right down up close to the cars down the bottom in the pits uh, and in the uh, and in the bottom bottom areas. It's uh, it's great for spectators. Michael, it blows me away. Up to 200 Ks up that hill in under 50 seconds. Michael, it's going to be a fantastic weekend. Ledgers of the Lake, the hill climb is back. It all kicks off on Friday. Thanks for being part of the show. Great, you enjoy, mate. And we'll, uh, we'll see you down there on the weekend.